Service Radio. Your lover's dead. I killed him. I'm sorry, but nothing can save you now. Well, welcome everyone to the Sun Cinema Podcast, a weekly radio <laughs> show that examines the highs and lows and lows and lows and lows of the medium of film through the filtered lens of Washington, D.C.'s <laughs> only privately owned art house cinema. I'm your host, Jason Cauley. I'm joined, of course, by my co-hosts and the proprietors of Sun Cinema, <laughs> Cabrera and Ryan Hunter Mitchell. Gentlemen. Oh, man. Jason, great job today. Jason, um, thank you. Well, welcome hey, everyone to the, w- welcome everyone. Oh, hey Jason, uh, so, are you uh, okay? <laughs> our our host, well, Jason, <laughs> is in a please just horrible situation. Oh man, <laughs> Jason is is re- we're automating Jason today. We're we are we want to be on the forefront of automating jobs here at the Sun Cinema Podcast and Full Service Radio. So we have automated Jason this week. We've outsourced it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. We've, yeah. You know what, Jason? We've got a hologram. Next time you have something work similar. to do, just remember, we can replace you with former well. you. <laughs> well. <laughs> uh, hey, it's guys. Fun. It's October. Woo. Yeah. Woo. Feels like it. Um, David, uh, we're going to, what, what are we going to show? We got a couple horror movies. Yeah. This, this it's always month? fun for me going into October because most people love horror movies, but then you get some people who are just like, oh, oh I'm not going to, yeah. I won't be here. Well, it's, it's <laughs> horror movie season. A whole, a whole bunch are coming out in theaters. Uh, there's The Nun. I'm probably not going to see. Maybe it's already out. There's a, a, a Jack Black horror movie. There's a new Halloween. There's Jamie Lee Curtis. There's a movie that. that came out and has already gone from theaters. Which one is that? Mandy. Mandy, it, what it, it didn't even like. It's only showed a couple times. Yeah, it's showing on at AFI. I think one Is screening it? coming up. And anyways, if anyone's seen, Mandy, I want to see that one. I hear it's good, yeah, and we can't amazing. see it. Uh, so that's a good one that's coming out. Um, but more importantly, at Suns, we're going to show some really good scary movies. Uh, the theme of this month is what's the title? Do you like scary movies? Do we? Hello? Why don't you want to talk to me? Who is this? You tell me your name, I'll tell you mine. (laughs) I don't think so. What's that noise? Popcorn. You making popcorn? Uh huh. Well, I only eat popcorn at the movies. Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? Oh, just some scary movie. Like Ooh. scary movies. Uh huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, well, well. Favorite, <laughs> what comes to mind? Well, um, Halloween. You know the one with the guy in the white mask who walks around and stalks babysitters. Yeah. What's yours? Guess. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Is that the one where the guy had knives for fingers? Yeah, plug in his Kruger. own Freddy, movies. That's right. I like that movie. <laughs> Was scary. 
Well, well, the first one was, but the rest sucked. So, you got a boyfriend? <laughs> Why? You want to ask me out on a date? Maybe. <laughs> I'm not going to have a nervous. boyfriend. <laughs> no. You never told me your name. Why do you want to know my name? I want to know who I'm looking at. Ooh. Does that okay. translate as well now? Like, because he could have just been like, I think so, on Facebook looking at her, or you know, it couldn't, it might not have hmm. meant. I'm sure they've reexamined. No, I think, I think it's still scary, yeah, right? Totally. I mean, she's so in that she's like going around I locking the doors, grabbing knives, liking scary. Mo- we should switch to that popcorn, by the way. So, what scary movies do we have? What have we got? Wait, which popcorn? She has a oh, stove top. Yeah, we should uh, do that. Uh, yeah, so it's a month full of horror. Uh, terrifying. Uh, what are some of the highlights? Give it to us. Yeah, so, again, we've kind of broken things down uh, by the day. So, Saturdays uh, are going to be some Wes Craven uh, versus Sam Raimi stuff. We've got Scream, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, and then The Evil Dead and Army of Darkness. All good ones. All good. These are at the cinema that we have. These are down at the Sun street. Cinema, yeah, in Mount Pleasant. Uh, you got a whole bunch of. I can't pronounce a lot of the movies on Tuesday. Where are these from? Uh, they're Polish. So there's a movie called The Hourglass Sanatorium uh, from 1973. There's a great uh, review for it that's like. From Empire Magazine or something that's or Empire Records or you, you know, know I just can't trust reviews uh, in publications anymore. I'm switching to only YouTube comments. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Now. That's probably a more accurate. I find YouTubers are smarter. But the review is basically like Terry Gilliam wish he made this movie, Ooh. which certainly sold me. Uh, the mother Mother Joan of the Angels. I don't know a lot about that one. We'll skip that one. Uh, <laughs> There's actually also two... So there's also this other series that we're doing throughout the month. We're talking horror. Okay, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's on those Tuesdays. Yeah, th- this uh, Multifloor Productions presents is uh, Jim Thompson, this local guy that runs... Uh, does cool... Uh, runs like a record label and they do and sh- book shows books around town. Shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's doing a like international movie series. Um, so there's... Uh, Burkina Rising and then Zerzura. Those are two movies that we're showing on separate Tuesdays. Zerzura looks super dope. It's like a acid western from Tureg. Um, and then back to our Polish series, Possession. Uh, young Sam Neill, Isabella Johnny. That one's so good. It's yeah psychologically. That, how, how's that one doing? Not sold out yet. It's not sold out yet. Guys. Ladies, everybody, if you haven't seen Possession, it's yeah. a great one. It's real good. It's it's creepy as it gets. Uh, let's skip over to the Thursdays. Yeah, tell us about where, where we get all these Thursday movies. Where did we get them? So Thursdays are uh, movies through a distributor, uh, the American Genre Film Archive, which is... It was really cool. They actually reached out to us. It's an offshoot of Draft House Films distribution. Um, and it, I was looking at his catalog recently. He has some of the movies that we showed through Draft House actually in his, like The Visitor uh-huh. and Miami Connection. Those are in Visitor, that, cata- that was a catalog. Deep cut. Yeah. That's one of the first ones we showed. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's basically this, and it's expanded. I mean, he, he also has like Donnie Darko at this point, but it's mostly a lot of, you know, uh, B 
It's weirdo stuff. Weirdo stuff, yeah. yeah. A lot of B, C, D movies. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Birdemic, which we almost did. Uh, Birdemic looked rough. It's a 1.8 on IMDb. Ryan and I debated doing it. Uh, and We made a compromise. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan sent me a text back. He's like, man, I think that would be funny for like the first 20 minutes, and then it would just be like insufferable. Just be the worst. Uh, well, okay, so we're starting with a couple we of classics. Well, yeah, because yeah, we're showing Reanimator. Reanimator. Which is a, a huge cult classic. Yeah, Lovecraft. Uh, and then... Uh, Phantasm. Phantasm, which is... Uh, also a cult classic. I don't know a lot about that one, but I've no, seen the trailer a million times, and it looks amazing. The music's pretty dope. Yeah. Um, and then our compromise, I would say, which was, yeah. our, theme, I think it was our theme song for this show. Yeah, yeah, which should be our theme song in general <laughs> if we can figure out a way to do that. Uh, Ninja Zombie. It was... Uh, <laughs> it's so bad, it was... I don't think it ever was released initially. This is pretty much the only time it's going <laughs> to... It keeps me alive. It's so good. <laughs> what is the what Tom is, York? Wait, hold on. What does it say? There's some text overlay in this trailer. I want to read this. It yeah. says uh, completed in 1992 and yep. unreleased until this very moment. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure this will be probably the first public screening in DC. I hope. I think it will be. Yes. <laughs> I hope so. Hopefully, it's the last public and screening. Maybe last. <laughs> it's not even out on DVD yet. So they like it just. They're just doing this now, so that's cool. Uh, and then the bird with the crystal plumage. Plumage? Uh, yeah, D'Argento, right? Like, the, the, yeah, this is pre-Tom York. Pre-Argento. Tom York. <laughs> is this... Is this... It's what? his first... Like, it's his first big one. Yeah, it was like the, yeah, the one his that, debut. Well, I've yeah. heard that he had earlier Did things. he? I don't know. I think he maybe, maybe had... Jason? Early. Well, <laughs> well, here. Here's my replacement for Jason. My other replacement for Jason. Uh, I'm going to use some YouTube commentary. Yes. Here's what one YouTuber, um, Sid Irish, said uh, three years ago about Bird with the Crystal Plumage. Great classic Italian giallo flick. How can you go wrong with Dario Argento and Ennio Morricone? This was released over a decade before I was even born, but I love the classics. The new films <laughs> lack storyline, character development, detail. They distract the audience with a plethora. Caps? Yeah, it's all caps. Cool. They distract the audience with a plethora of CGI to make up for the lack of plot. Too bad people fall for it. Boom. Mic drop. So I, I haven't seen this one, but Suspiria pretty much... Replace CGI with loud music and mood lighting, and that's basically what Argenta did for for Suspiria, which is one of my favorites. So, I kind of disagree with Sid Irish from three years ago, but according to IMDb, it is it's the first movie that he directed. Okay, so. all right. Well, some other YouTuber mentions that. What was it, that? What was their screen name? <laughs> I'm not gonna look it up. <laughs> but they're they're like uh, Argenta's early work. It just was underwhelming. This is when he finally put himself on the map. His first Giallo. So, I don't know. Interesting. Know. Yeah. Well. <laughs> so, what's kicking ass this month? What have what's we got? What's kicking ass? Yeah, sorry. I lost the thing. Jack, feed us more wells whenever. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome everyone to the Sun Cinema Podcast. <laughs> uh, so, Fridays are uh, fun also. Uh, all Asian horror. Oh yeah, it's, a, House. it's like the best. House. It's like the best horror. Yeah, House. That one is already sold out. Ryan and I are debating 
doing a late night screening of that on Friday in addition to the one that's already sold out. So if you have an opinion, yeah, send, send call reservations at the line. <laughs> Give them a call. Um, it's calling about house. <laughs> like what? <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, I don't know. Should we do a late? Should we do a late night screening? I feel like it's the only one. So often, so we are a small art house cinema in the comfy and cozy neighborhood of Mount Pleasant. I was trying to make that sound like something Jason would say, but. Uh-huh. Uh, and we often do bar hours after our screenings. But I'm wondering. Just do Japanese surrealist horror hours after our screening I mean, on Friday. Yeah. I uh, if it's worth it. We have to pay this, for these things. This is the first on. time. In Sun Cinema podcast history, that we discussed, discussed uh, a live issue. Let's let's decide right now. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> can I make a call? Yeah. Uh, I like how horror music is not very far off from like you have to make your decision on who wants to be a millionaire. Music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's do a late night screening. We could always change our mind after this. Yeah. Let's just say that we're. Yeah. Let's do it. We've let's do a late night screening official. of House. We're doing a second screening. Uh, this is your first chance to buy tickets now if you're listening, because it's going to sell out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then the next Friday, uh, Tetsuo, the Iron Man, which is a hour-long experimental... Metal fetishist metal movie. Metal fetishist movie. Yeah. Um, Wild Zero, the next Friday? Wild Zero. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. It's, it's, it's so good. Yeah. Jack, Just, have you seen Wild Zero? No, I haven't. It's uh, have you ever heard of the Japanese garage band Guitar Wolf? No, should I pull that up actually? Um, you know what? It's all it's all probably going to be in Japanese, and our most of our podcast listeners need are to. Japanese. So so yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah I, I, <laughs> that's what the numbers say. So um, oh, why don't we listen to this Turo advertisement first on YouTube? Yeah, let's lines, do it. No waiting in line, no wandering a car lot. So go, that was great. <laughs> Wow. So this is Guitar Wolf. Uh, the movie kind of follows Japanese garage stars Guitar Wolf, and it's an alien zombie movie with yeah. a lot of explosions. There's a game that's involved. A drinking game. A drinking game that's dangerously fun. Yeah, I don't know that anyone can actually like keep up. Keep up with the yeah, game. Yeah, can you make it through the movie and play the drinking game? But like every time someone's head blows up, you're supposed to... Every time someone says rock and roll, uh-huh. every time there's an explosion... Every time someone combs their every hair time, backwards. Yeah, someone combs yeah. their hair. Uh, which is a lot. a lot. Those things happen pretty frequently. You get drunk pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, I think I had to quit like 10 minutes in last time. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then and the last then Friday. I saw The Devil, which I don't know I a whole lot about. People love it. Yeah. So there's that. And then there's the Sundays... Uh, we are doing, you know, some like art house stuff. Diabolique, it's a French movie, very good. That one's likely gonna sell out. Quaidon, you know more about Quaidon than than I do. Uh, just that it's really long. Good. Uh, so it's good that we're playing it a bit early. Yeah. It's four different stories, I believe. Right. I've watched it, but I haven't watched the whole thing. And it's very good to look at. And yeah, really pretty. It's kind of like a play. Yeah. Right? It, it reminds me like of a, like Ron. Yeah. Like, it, it, it feels kind of like a play, like a big epic, this yeah. kind of a play, um, but very surreal, very colorful. And then the following week, we have something that we've been wanting to do for ages, uh, The Phantom Carriage, not that movie, but 
We're doing that with uh, <laughs> everyone's like really, everyone, everyone, Gideon, um, <laughs> Phantom Carriage with a live score by Praxis Cat or Praxis Cat has told me it's live accompaniment, live accompaniment, but we couldn't fit it on the calendar. Yeah, we have, well. a, we, we have a small theater with a small calendar. Yeah, so we put live score, but so we've been wanting to do some some live scoring or accompaniment for a movie and. Uh, yeah, I don't know much about Practice well, Cat. Well, Practice Cat, she's a... Synth. A, it's a she synthy. does synth, but she also plays a lot of stringed instruments. I've seen her play oh, cool. bass, and she plays through a lot of effects, a lot of loops, and then yep. live synthesizers. I'm sure... And, uh, she's going to have a lot of fun with this. She's like very inspired by silent film. She's done these before cool. um, outside of DC. But Practice Cat is going to do an awesome live score to a really creepy Swedish... Yeah. Uh, silent horror film. Yeah. Uh, and then the following Sunday, Eraserhead, um, which is a David Lynch movie that we debated doing in a horror month because it could fit kind of anywhere. Any Lynch month. Any Lynch. You know? Yeah. Uh, it's great. Yeah. So these are all the classics. Yeah, those are all the classics. And then Monday's uh, Donna Slash is back. So Josh Vogelsong has been doing some stuff on Mondays. Um, he's been presenting uh, queer movies or movies with a queer bend. And then for October, he's doing, um, he's got four different performers doing drag performances uh, and screenings. Uh, of a whole, each one, different drag performers. Yeah. Joining him yes. each Monday. So the first one is Jane Saw, High Tension. There whoop, is a whoop, saw, saw in that movie. I think that was a good choice. Uh, Kunj is doing Silence of the Lambs the following week. That'll be super fun. Uh, single white female is Jack's Knife, I believe. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. And then the following, which we will get into yeah. in more detail, A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, and that one is Salvadora Dali, which is awesome. Yeah. Great. So those are going to be wonderful. Uh, e- each of those I've gone to are wonderful. But since we're talking all these horror movies, uh, let's let's... Take Wes Craven's advice uh, and Jamie Kennedy's scene from Scream, and let's talk about the rules of horror movies or how to not die. Yeah. So, Jamie Kennedy ever won an Academy Award? Uh, yeah, for the Jamie Kennedy experience, experience okay. won, I think, Best Actor. I think it swept, basically. Yeah, okay, that's good. Um, the movie. Well, the Jamie Kennedy Experience movie swept the Oscars. <laughs> Was it the first one or the second one? Uh, the sequel, actually, which is funny because that doesn't happen. Anyways. Let's, let's roll the tape. Let's roll from the tape. Academy Award winning Jamie Kennedy. Jesus Christ, you don't know the rules? Uh, have an aneurysm, why don't you? There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. For instance, number one, you can never have sex. No, no. Sex equals death. Okay, number two, you can never drink or do drugs. No, this is a sin, it's an extension of number one. And number three, never, ever, ever under any circumstances say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. I'm getting another beer, you want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. Bam! Matthew Millard. And you end up dead. Okay, I'll see you in the kitchen with uh, any rules we want to add to that? Can you guys think of any other ones? <laughs> For a while, don't be black. I was going to... Yeah. yeah. Well, you that know That seemed what? like the obvious one. 
<laughs> if you watch the four-hour uh, Nightmare on Elm Street documentary that Gentisso recommended to me, uh, you know, they, they address this a little bit. Really? Yeah, but, I mean, they, they do a good job in Freddy 2, but then in Freddy 3, they fuck it all up. So, you know, mm. what's it all for? Well, here's, since we don't have any added rules other than don't be black, basically until get out. Yeah. Um, yeah, true. Well, let's see what, uh, okay, the, the onesie sisters, YouTuber, uh, three years ago said, he forgot to mention one, never split up. Uh, oh, that has yeah. 279 upvotes, so that's pretty good. <laughs> Where is this? <laughs> it's on YouTube. This is a great way to source information, uh, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Quintus79 says, based on these rules, I could totally survive a horror movie. 91 upvotes. Mm, right. <laughs> what? A, <laughs> why are you just... You know is what? He bragging about not drinking Just in case drugs horror movies him? are real? I don't do drugs or, or fuck at all. <laughs> Got him. Uh, Chuck Norris I'm certain the real Chuck Norris Oh, um, I love this scene in the movie Because it forced Horror movie makers to change the rules Change the rules All caps I don't know that it forced them But alright whatever uh, And then Illusional Ryan Not me Illusional sure. Ryan 1204 I'm Illusional Ryan uh, 1199 oh, no. uh, I laughed so hard at the part When he says I'll be right back. That got 144 <laughs> likes. I just pulled it up. Damn. And then just I'll be right back right under it. 100 likes. Man, they're feeling themselves. Yeah. Perfectly imperfect one. My niece is only four, and she loves the part when he says I'll be right back. <laughs> okay. What are you showing this to your four-year-old? Yeah, for? really. What is this? I don't, uh, Taurus Orion, I don't understand. Is, it, is STU, does that stand for something else? It says, Stu watching a movie so relax. And his girlfriend just dead in the garage. I love Scream. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, because uh, Heather Graham is dead in the garage. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right, right. right. Spoiler, if you haven't Sorry. seen it. Um, anyways. Excuse me? People die in Scream. <laughs> oh. There's a, lot, there's a few Never deaths. say, this is from Rhonda Howard. Never say, come on, guys, quit joking around, or this isn't funny anymore. That's a good one. Oh, yeah, that's true. This, but, it, Yeah. This is one of a few movies that Jamie Kennedy was good in. That <laughs> <laughs> flies against what we were just arguing, but okay. I mean, he hit his stride in television. My mom loved the uh, Jamie Kennedy experience. <laughs> she, she would like TiVo it. <laughs> uh, okay, well, speaking of Scream and, oh, fun. and Wes Craven <laughs> and YouTube comments... <laughs> Uh, Saturdays are Wes Craven versus Sam Raimi. This was accidental, right? You just kind of had thrown them on there? Yeah, I th- yeah, I think so, actually. Uh, At first. Yeah, we just put those on because they're bangers. Yeah. Good Saturday horror movies. Uh, but it turns out uh, Wes and Sam have been communicating with each other for years in their movies, like taking little jabs at each other. Yeah. And they had never... They didn't really know each other until I think the 90s they met but this is how it all starts off Wes Craven when he makes The Hills Have Eyes um, there's a ripped up Jaws poster in the background like kind of as a nod like Jaws you think you're scary Spielberg yeah this is scary I'm gonna rip you up yeah well then Evil Dead the first one has a ripped up Hills Have Eyes poster which is good 
Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a good, good dig. It's a good little like, yeah. yeah. We've got horror. So then in Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Nancy is trying not to fall asleep. And she's just like putting on TV. And she puts on Evil Dead to try to stay awake. <laughs> and then she nods off. <laughs> so that's like already pretty good. Uh, so to get back at that, in Evil Dead 2, Sam Raimi has freddy's glove hanging up in like the woodshed and it's over by a telephone so he makes a couple like no nods at freddy and then in scream uh right before that jamie kennedy scene we just watched uh jamie kennedy proposes some movies they could all watch and he has like a stack of vhs and he's like evil dead and everyone's like nah let's move on yeah. and then he just does uh i think they watch halloween or something. yeah so those are their shit talking through each other uh, through their film career, which I thought was pretty funny. But what's more important, this doesn't exactly... Here, let's just talk about Wes Craven real quick. Sure. Uh, can we play... What, what, what creepy tunes have we got in the background for this? Let's... Uh, whatever we've got. Evil Dead doesn't really feel like the right thing to do Well, because it's not... Yeah, this is fine. This is, let's just do some horror sounds. Uh, so Wes Craven had made Hills Have Eyes, a couple others. Jen Tizzo will kill me for not knowing his whole filmography before this. But then he comes to New Line. He'd written this script, and like everyone was passing on Nightmare on Elm Street. And he gets a hold of Bob Shea. These two end up mortgaging their houses, paying... paying <laughs> They put all they've got into this cretin with the, the knife fingers. And it basically ends up saving New Line Cinema. This movie just has lines wrapping around the theater when it comes out. Kicks ass, does great, basically saves it. And from that, the copyright, Bob Shea gets the copyright for New Line. Wes Craven wants to walk away, do some other stuff. And then they're like, this is sequel material. We're going to make Nightmare 2. And Wes walks away from this. He's not doing it. This is just Bob Shea. And he gets... I forget who to direct it. But this is when they find out that there's... That Freddy Krueger is basically... He's up there with like Frankenstein, Dracula. He's now a, f- a fixture in totally. horror. And that he... It's got some legs. So let's talk about how important Nightmare 2 is. Because it's still Wes's legacy. One, it, it turns New Line into a real distributor. Like they were nothing before, so we wouldn't have Ninja Turtles. Or I was say, whatever. whenever I think of New Line Cinema, I always think of Ninja Turtles. Yeah, because I think, like, as a kid, just seeing that trailer over and over again, or watching that movie over and over again, <laughs> just seeing the little symbol come up. Yeah. Uh, two. So they were hoping that it would get seventy percent uh, of the market that Elm Street One had. Nightmare on Elm Street One. It comes out and makes. 30 damn million bucks. That'd be like making 75 million right now. I'm pulling that number out of my ass, but... It's a lot. So they crush it. makes one and a half what Nightmare 1 made. Most importantly... It made more than... It made way more than Nightmare on Elm Street 1. Considering. Just makes it one of the... It was a top 10 blockbuster that year. Huge movie. But the most important part of this is... Jack, can we actually can we just roll this from the uh, 
there's, there's a documentary on all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. I think it's uh, Never uh, Sleep Again or something. Uh, wow. Well. I got lost well, in well there for a second. Well. Hold on. Um, <laughs> let's um, play this clip. Yeah, let's see play here. It's so a 54, 55 mark. Yeah, here we go. This is... Bringing... Because when you suddenly cast your male lead in the victim role, and then you have him scream like a girl for 90 minutes, uh, you're going to have some people going, well, you know, that's not the manliest performance I've ever seen. In fact, I may be the first male scream queen. I simply did not have the self-awareness to realize that any of this might be interpreted as as gay. And I actually don't think that originally Jesse was written as a gay character. I think it's something that happened along the line by serendipity. I also had not the slightest idea that one of my lead actors was gay. The fact that Mark Patton was an openly gay actor, I don't think had been uh, revealed at that time yet. We made Nightmare 2 absolutely clueless that it had any gay overtones whatsoever. I'm absolutely sure there's not one moment that I remember that it was discussed. I never saw it. I didn't get it. When I was shooting, I had no notion. There's like, oh wow. There's such big debate uh, between everybody. Wait, but looking back. Wow, wow, wow. Wait, wait, looking back. It was so gay. It was amazing. <laughs> if you called the homo nightmare on Elm Street on the net by a million prepubescent boys, then I cannot believe I, what I'm watching here. That's insane. It, so it goes on. I think this documentary—it's a four-hour documentary—and I've watched half of it. That goes all the way through like Freddy Three, but they do fifteen, twenty minutes on how gay Freddy Two is. Yeah. And, you know, one of the guys, I think the writer actually comes out and is like, yes, there was subtext. What are you talking about? This was gay era. So the writer is all for it. Bob Shea, the producer, is like, what? He said that? Well, oh, I definitely didn't see that. So <laughs> there's this huge debate over who was, uh, who was the reason behind this. Some people say the set designer was gay and was sneaking it in. Uh, That's funny. Mark Fannin, the actor, is saying, like, you know, this is actually me kind of coming out. Uh, Freddie, uh, uh, Robert England, who plays Freddie, is just like, yeah, uh, we were definitely playing the tease, also playing like the fear of sexual repression, uh, the fear of coming out. Like they add so many theories to this, and this is often people who worked on the movie. So I I think that might be why Josh picked this one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. So if we were going to talk Wes Craven, I couldn't do this without consulting friend of the podcast, Jen Tisdale. And she, one, recommended the documentary, and then she sent me the top five deaths from the original to the new nightmare. She intentionally excluded Freddy vs. Jason. Uh, do we want to take turns reading those? We've got read five. Where are we at? Uh, top five deaths from the original Nightmare on Elm Street to the new Nightmare. Where is it? I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Got it. Sorry. Number five, Dan Jordan. Nightmare on Elm Street 5, the dream child. He is fused with his motorcycle until he's like mostly machine. That's basically Tetsuo. Yeah. That's pretty good. When did that come out? Oh, five. five? I don't know. 
<laughs> I, it's funny. I just now realized that Wes Craven only actually directed the first one, and he. No, I think he came back for New Nightmare or something. Or. Yeah. Oh, New Nightmare. I think he yeah, came back right. for New, New Nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number four, best death, top death. Debbie Stevens, Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master. <laughs> the names are great. She is turned into a cockroach and then crushed by Freddy. I do remember that one. The, the cockroach is really good. Like, arms spit out. I remember that movie kind of sucks, but I remember her turning into a cockroach. I think I missed that one. It was creepy when I was a kid. Number three, Spencer Lewis, Freddy's Dead. First of all, he's played by Brecken Meyer. He gets stoned, passes out, and is sucked into a video game where Freddy is controlling him. Don't do drugs. Sounds like Poltergeist also a little. You know they rip off uh, a few. They rip off Videodrome too. Okay. With, with some of their effects. Yeah. Like great effects team, but some of it's derivative. Uh, number two, Glenn in the original, the uh, the classic bed scene. This is Johnny Depp. This yeah. Is young Johnny young Depp. JD getting swallowed up by his bed, and all bloody. It's a good one. And then number one, Jennifer Caulfield, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. In the mental hospital, while watching TV, Freddy becomes the TV, picks her up, and shoves her head into the screen while screaming, Welcome to primetime, bitch, which I think was improvised. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Damn it. Why did I not get that clip ready? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so that's the one that kind of rips off Videodrome. It's not like coming out the front, but... His like head kind of pops out through the top and looks very Cronenberg esque. He's <laughs> just like, "Welcome to prime time, bitch." Yeah. <laughs> Wait, was this Jen's top five? Yeah, Jen picked oh, these. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, because who else off sure. the top of their head has those? It's like <laughs> she was texting me. She's like, "Wait, just, are you gonna okay, do the top actually, move that? To, move that to number two. I forgot. <laughs> She's probably sent me new emails since then. Uh, she. <laughs> She was like, are you going to do the top deaths? I was like, I can't. I'm, I don't have time to like figure out the top deaths right now. We're on in 20 minutes. She's like, here, oh, email sent. <laughs> <laughs> she already had it like cut and paste. from. She's probably wrote this in her journal, on her calendar. Uh, so according to Jen Tisdale, I'm assuming she chooses Wes Craven over Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3, Tobey Maguire's Sam Raimi. Uh, what else have we got? What are we, how is... Anyone? Nothing? September. We're going to have a good month the rest of October. Oh, The Shining is sold out. Oh, The Shining. We're watching The Shining on Halloween. Yeah. That's gone. It sold out before October, which is crazy. Well, welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, welcome. I have to say, I think that the the background... Spooks? The, the producing on this one has really given this show some legs. I think it's the only thing that's made this show bearable. We are changing our mind. We can't do. We can't automate Jason. Jason, we need you back wherever you are. Please, please come back to us. We're going to have a good spooky rest of the month. Um, September was fine, but let's keep it on theme. Can we just do a short one and play us out with uh, the... So, Freddy 3, real quick, context, yeah. was the first movie to come with a, a music video at the end of the credits on the VHS. So, later, a <laughs> lot of movies... Right? Just, yeah, Clueless ended up doing this with that uh, uh, whatever song from the movie. A lot of movies ended up doing this, but the first one was Freddy 3, and it had Dawkins 
play Dream Warriors because I think the movie is called Dream Warriors. That one's Dream Warrior. Yeah. Um, and the music video is awesome. Has Patricia Arquette, a lot of Freddie being spooked by the band. Uh, the music video is great. Everyone, I recommend YouTubing it. Do we have anything else? To I'm just looking through the YouTube comments on this uh-huh. music yeah, video. Yeah, let's do comments first. Let's see what, what, what we got here. From T-Spear 1. T-Spear. 80s rock is where it's at. Screw today's music. Fuck it. That's true. Oh, Clinton Stone. God, <laughs> Patricia gave me a boner. Oh. <laughs> God, I thought YouTube was was more mature than that. Yeah. Um, what else we got here? Yeah, I thought they well, had yeah. higher standards on the... Yeah, I wish George Lynch would come out of my wall and play a sick guitar solo. All right, that's, that's true. Cool. Also yeah, true. That, would be, that would be neat. It's mostly true statements, except for the perv, the classic perv over there. Classic. Wow, a lot of I miss the '80s. A lot of, a lot of that here. Some, yeah. Listen, of- guys, are you registered to vote? Because all these people are, and they are planning to vote this <laughs> November. <you> so <laughs> yeah. get out oh, there. There's and some vote. gross comments on here. I, no wonder I don't. Read I don't care what state bad. you live in. Vote for Beto O'Rourke. Let's let's oh. get these. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, two more good ones here. If I was a baseball player, this would be my walk-up music. I like that. Vance Kaufman, very nice. That's, That's cool. Bri- Bryce like Harper that. said that. Ed Herrick says, can't believe pedestrian bands like Guns N' Roses got more airplay than Dawkins. And That's That's true. Yeah, That's what we I should like leave that. on. Bullshit oh. sunset strip music. Yep. Let's listen to the real metal, Dawkins. Welcome everyone to the Sun Cinema Podcast, the weekly radio show that examines the highs and lows and lows and lows and lows of the media. 